Do you feel overworked, underpaid and undervalued in your day job? Are you a highly skilled and experienced professional who longs for more fulfillment, flexibility, autonomy and recognition? Do you want to do enjoyable and fulfilling work on your own terms? If so, then this episode is for you because tonight I will be showing you how to consult like a boss. You won't want to miss this, so stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Bossing It Up podcast. If you're a subscriber, thanks for coming back. If you're a brand new listener, thank you very much for joining me. My name is Riley and this is the show for small business owners, solopreneurs and side hustlers who want to use technology to achieve their business goals. So tonight's topic is one that's very close to my heart and that is starting a business. More specifically, starting a consultancy business. The reason this topic is so close to my heart is because of the many ups and downs, struggles, failures and setbacks that I faced when I started my own business. When I look back at everything I faced, I really wish that I could go back and start again, but knowing what I know now. Obviously, I can't do that. And in business and in life in general, it's important to keep looking forward instead of constantly looking back. So since I can't go back and start over, the next best thing is to share what I've learned and hope that it will help someone else. So let's start by defining what a consultant actually is. Well, I guess it depends on who you ask, but to me, I'd say that a consultant is someone who sells their knowledge and expertise in a particular field, as opposed to an employee who sells the time they spend working on a particular set of tasks. So a funny way to illustrate this is with a joke that I read some time ago about a factory with a faulty machine. Now this machine was huge and it was critical to the entire factory's operations. So without it, the factory grinds to a halt. And to make matters worse, nobody in the entire factory knows how to fix this machine. So the CEO hires a consultant who's an expert in this particular type of machinery. So the consultant comes to take a look. So he arrives, he hangs up his coat, he looks at the machine for a few seconds and then he walks over to the back where he finds this really obscure panel. He opens it, he pushes one button and the machine instantly fires up. The whole thing literally took him a couple of minutes if that. So the CEO walks over to him, he shakes his hand, he pats him on the back, he's obviously delighted that the factory is up and running again. And then he asks the consultant what his fee is. The consultant replies, £4,000. £4,000, the CEO replies, for pushing one single button. Yep, says the consultant confidently. Okay, I want an itemised bill, says the CEO. So the next day, the CEO receives an itemized invoice from the consultant and it reads like this. Pushing a button, one pound. Knowing which button to push, 3,999 pounds. So this funny story does an excellent job of explaining what a consultant is and how consultants are paid for their knowledge and expertise. So this is one of the advantages that consultants have over employees is that we trade outcomes for money instead of time. 
most employees trade their time in exchange for money. So you work as an employee for a certain number of hours and you receive in exchange a certain amount of money based on those hours. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this kind of arrangement at all. It's worked for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and this is what most people do, so I'm not knocking it. But being a consultant enables you to supply an outcome to your client. And in exchange for that outcome, you receive a sum of money based on how valuable that outcome is to the client. And this exchange is made regardless of how long it takes to produce the outcome, generally speaking. So how does this work in practical terms? Well, I'll give you an example. Let's say for instance, you're a consultant in the technology industry and your client is a small business of say 10 people. Each employee has a desktop computer and they store all of their files, Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoint presentations, etc., on the hard drive of their, of their computer which means that all of those files are only accessible from that computer and that computer alone. Now the business wants to migrate all of their files to a cloud service so that the employees can work remotely and from any device that's connected to the internet, whether it's a desktop, a laptop, a smartphone or a tablet. Now as a consultant, you can charge the company a flat fee for the whole project based on how valuable that outcome is to the business instead of charging an hourly rate for how long it takes you to complete the migration. Now, why is this arrangement advantageous over being an employee? Well, there are a couple of reasons at least. Firstly, this way rewards you for being efficient. Let's say you charge a flat fee of £1,000 for the project and it takes you two working days to complete. What would be your hourly rate for the project if you were trading time for money? Well, based on a seven hour working day, your hourly rate was £71.43. So that's £1,000 divided by the two days, which gives you £500. And then £500 divided by the seven hours, £71.43. But what if you were really good at these migrations and through experience, because you've done them many times before, You've found ways to be more efficient at them so that you can complete them in one working day instead of two. What would be your hourly rate then? Well, of course, your hourly rate has just doubled and you can spend that one day that you've saved doing another migration for another client and earning another £1,000. So this way of compensation incentivizes you for being efficient. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that potentially there's no ceiling or upper limit to what you can earn as a consultant. Let me explain this by comparing it to the earning potential of an employee. Let's say as an employee, you earn £25 per hour. Now this is a very good hourly rate by most people's standards. But since there are only 24 hours in a day, the very most you could earn in one day is £600. And that's if you worked every hour of that day. So that's your ceiling or upper limit. And the only way that that could increase is if your rate increased. And it's unlikely that you would earn that £600 anyway, because you need time in the day to sleep. You need to eat. You need to commute. You need to spend time with your family. You need to go to the toilet. So you're going to earn considerably less than that. 
But as a consultant who trades outcomes for money instead of time, there's virtually no upper limit to your earning potential because you're paid based on the value you provide. And there's virtually no limit on how valuable you can be to the right client as long as you're good at what you do and keep on improving and becoming more efficient. But the amount of money you could potentially make as a consultant is not the only advantage that consultants have over employees. The advantages that mean the most to me personally are flexibility and autonomy. Being able to work according to my own schedule and take the products and services I offer in my own direction is a pleasure that I can't even put into words. It's extremely fulfilling. I get as much fulfillment from that as I imagine an artist or a builder would get from the things that they produce, the things that they make with their own hands. I was never very artistic or creative as a child and I always envied kids at school who could draw or who were gifted musically. So I've always yearned for a creative outlet of some kind, but I now get that from my work as a consultant which involves a lot of writing, which is all in its own way very creative, and I absolutely love that. Uh, It involves a lot of creative thinking in terms of problem solving, developing new products and services and solutions for clients, uh, marketing, and deciding on the direction in which I want to take my business. All of that is like, it fills a creative uh, void for me, a creative outlet. So for me, the flexibility and autonomy are even more valuable than the earning potential. And I mean it when I say that because I would still want to do this were that not the case. Another great thing about being a consultant is that being paid for an outcome is a huge confidence booster. When you successfully complete a project and you get paid, you really feel like you deserved it. Now, you could be working at a job that you don't particularly like or that you don't feel particularly valued in. And you most likely get paid whether you do a good job or not because you're being paid for your time. Now, if you consistently make a habit of doing a bad job, then yes, you'll probably get fired eventually. But on a psychological level, knowing that a regular paycheck or salary is coming every week or every month without fail kind of divorces the money you receive from your accomplishments on the job. This could potentially be a big problem if you lack motivation for the job that you're doing. It can lead to you feeling unfulfilled and underappreciated. So there's no winner in that situation, not you and not your employer. So now that you know a little bit about some of the advantages of being a consultant, how do you actually start your own consulting business? Well, Before I answer that question, let's discuss what it takes to start any type of business in general. Now, I read in a book once, uh, I can't for the life of me remember which book, but it said that you only need three things to start any business. A product or service to sell, a market to sell it to, and a way to get paid. Now, when you first hear this definition of a business, it has the effect of expanding your idea of what a business actually is. Hopefully the idea of having a business yourself seems a lot more attainable now when you look at it in that way, especially if you've always considered being a business owner to be something that's beyond your reach or or beyond your capabilities. So you need to have some knowledge or 
a skill set that others would find valuable. And you need to be in a position to use those talents to help other businesses, either by advising them how to do a particular thing themselves or by doing it for them. Now, just a small point of clarity, there is some overlap between a consultant and a freelancer, but how they differ is that freelancers generally do the work for the client, whereas consultants can advise the client on how to do it themselves as well as doing it for them. Also, freelance work is generally, not always, but generally more short term in its duration. So do you have that first thing? Do you have a knowledge or skills that would be valuable to a business? If so, then that is great. You may even be in the situation where you're already using those skills, but as an employee at a company instead of for yourself. If so, this is even better because you'll likely be able to use your existing contacts in your industry as a springboard to get yourself started. Provided, of course, that you're not bound by a non-compete or conflicts of interest clause in your employment contract. So now onto the second thing. Do you have a market to sell your talents to? Again, if you're already working in the industry in which you want to consult, then you already have the answer to this question. Of course, there's a market. But if you're not, then you'll need to do some research or market testing. Now, don't be dismayed by this. It sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. Really, all you need to do is search Google for consultants who are already doing what you eventually want to do. If you find them, then this is a really good indication that there's a market for what you want to do. But what if you don't find them? Well, it may be the case that the field or industry that you want to consult in is so niche that there are little to no people doing it already, which means that at present, you may not have a market. Now, at first, this may sound like a negative thing, but you can actually turn it into a positive thing by creating that market yourself. And if you're able to do this successfully, you'll be the first one to market with your particular set of skills and talents, which is a highly enviable position to be in. Now, I just want to go off on a tangent a little bit and give you an example of this. Now, legend has it that during the 1980s, a small group of engineers working at an electronics company came up with an idea for a portable music player. They took this idea to their bosses who were not too keen. For some reason, they didn't think that such a device would be popular because as yet, there was no market for it. However, the engineers continued working on this project in secret, despite being instructed to cease and desist all work on it. Eventually, they built a working prototype and the Sony Walkman was born. Now, I'm showing my age here, but I was around in the 1980s and I was old enough to remember the launch of the first Walkman. And I can clearly remember how popular these portable cassette players were. It was absolutely huge. If you're not as ancient as I am and you don't remember this at all because you weren't born yet, then I'll say that it was as big a deal as the launch of the iPod or iPhone. So this is an example of creating a market where none previously existed. And if you can do this, then you'll have an instant dominance within that market. So if currently there is no market for what you eventually want to do, 
Don't be put off. You can create your own market. It has been done. So that's the second thing. Now onto the third thing, a way to get paid. So this is the easiest step of all. If you have an email address, you can set up an online payment system in literally a few minutes. Well-known services like PayPal, Stripe, Square, etc. will all enable you to take payments online very, very easily. And a relatively new thing these days is the rise of mobile-only banking services, which I find particularly exciting. These mobile banks allow you to create a bank account from your phone in minutes. And I'm talking about a real fully fledged bank account with an account number, sort code, fully authorized and regulated by the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority. So it has never been easier to get paid as a self-employed person. So those are the three things you generally need to start any type of business. A product, service or set of skills, a market to sell them to, and a way to get paid. But when it comes to consulting businesses specifically, we need to drill down a little bit deeper. So you'll be pleased to hear that I've actually documented the process in the form of a free ebook, which you can download today. The ebook contains a 13 point checklist that you can follow to set up your consultancy business. So however you're listening to this podcast right now, whether you're on YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, wherever you're listening, there's a link in this episode's description. If you click that link, you can download the checklist and it's absolutely free. You can also find it on my website under the free resources section. And my web address is also in the description. Uh, it's www.quantumcs.co.uk. So I hope you found this episode of Bossing It Up useful and helpful. If you're considering starting your own consultancy business and you think you might need a little more help, then in addition to the 13 point checklist that's available to download for free, I'm also available for a free one-to-one consultation. If you check the description of this episode, there's a link there. Click that link, you can book a one-to-one consultation with me personally. It's absolutely free, conducted over telephone or by Skype. You can also go to my website www.quantumcs.co.uk and you can book a free consultation with me from the get in touch section. So that's it for this episode of Bossing It Up. I hope you now feel really enthusiastic and encouraged to go out there and do what you're good at for yourself. Please subscribe for more tips and advice from the world of freelancing, solopreneurship and business technology. Until the next one, keep bossing it up.